0: good morning happy monday it is the 26th of april 2021 this is back from the brink i'm todd brinker Thanks for joining us. Erin will be with us just in a few minutes here. Um, she's wrapping up the radio show, and then she'll join us on the podcast for our second hour. Our on the brink Good Morning Radio podcast is on KCA ten fifty AM and one hundred six point five and one hundred two point three FM KCAA Radio in the Inland Empire. Um, and so uh, we hope that you listen if you're in the area, but if not, we appreciate you coming and joining us here on our daily podcast, our week daily podcast. Now, we weren't on on Friday. Uh, uh, Aaron um, had uh, an early meeting, and so we didn't do the radio show or the podcast. So we hope you all had a great weekend. We just kind of rolled right into it from Thursday. and, uh, And here we are. So um we spent a lot of time today talking about the Academy Awards although Aaron didn't watch them we kind of went through the major award winners and we talked about Tyler Perry's speech he won the Gene Hershold humanitarian award um and I really really liked what he said you know he talked about uh refuse hate you know and and, and the fact that he specifically said you know I'm not going to hate somebody because they're Mexican or black or white I'm not going to hate somebody because they're asian or a police officer or or you know it's just i'm not going to hate i'm not going to rush to judgment i i just refuse to do that and and that we need to meet in the middle that in the middle is where conversations happen in the middle is where change happens and let's all come together and do that um and i'm paraphrasing there a little bit because i'm not going to read it all again um but uh he you know he i think struck a chord and i was so happy to see a prominent person getting an award with a big platform say that to say out front you know and specifically you know you know call out you know i'm not going to hate people because of their race i'm not going to hate them because they're police officers um that everybody has to you know be judged for who they are and and the actions that they take um you know and 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 we need to have uh, have a heart and have a uh, and listen with an open heart as to why people feel the way they do and say the things they do and do the things that they do and i just appreciate that so much and, and became a huge uh even a more huge fan of him um here's Aaron, let's get her in on the combo
1: hey there hello hello
0: so um I was just kind of reiterating how much I appreciated Tyler Perry's speech and the fact that you know somebody who was given this platform to speak to the entire country chose to do it in such a gracious way and um, and just relates the the you know the philosophy of you know we've got to quit hating people and 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 rushing to judgment on people and uh, you know and he very specifically, um, you know, brought out some different categories of people that he refuses to hate, right? And, and and you know, by name, I'm not going to hate you because you're Mexican or black or white or Asian or a police officer, all of these things that are very much, you know, in the news almost every day uh, because of one group or another pointing out that the other group is doing something they don't like. And um, I just really appreciated that. Yeah. So it was just... Very um, much so with such a breath of fresh air. And, uh, um, although I've never been a huge fan of a lot of his movies, I've watched some of them and they're very good. Um, he is, he is one of the uh, most successful movie makers in the country. And the fact that he chose to do it, not in Hollywood, but in his hometown, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, has been incredibly successful there and provided <clears throat> work and, uh, and jobs for lots of people in his area. um, you know, also something to respect, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Absolutely. it right here. And I'm going to do it in my hometown, and I'm going to help people who need, need jobs. We're going to we're gonna train people to do these jobs. We're going to do it right here. And, uh, you know, more power to him. I just, I am just very impressed by the guy. So, <clears throat> and I thought I remembered something about some sort of scandal with him. So I went online and tried to look it up. And there really wasn't much there. There was, you know, there wasn't any scandal. It was some guy who was, a, I think, a former employee had tried to sue him at one time and said that he had been, um, his, that his supervisor, not Tyler Perry himself, but his supervisor, had done something, you know, bad to him on the job. But it basically ended up being a disgruntled employee who, you know, everything was dismissed. But uh,
1: he was trying to cash in.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, here's a rich guy. Let's see if we can leverage him for some money. So, um, so yeah. Anyway kind of cool and nice to see and uh you know i will go out of my way to to support his uh his movies and his work just because uh i appreciate who he is more so now than i ever did um not that i didn't already appreciate it but uh yeah anywho um you know somebody else who said something that i actually kind of liked um and uh that was um um Val Demings, she's a uh, uh, Florida rep, Democrat from Florida, and she said and she's a former police officer former um, uh, 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 she's done a lot of different things, but she was a patrol officer and then she was uh, um, what was she, she was like the uh, before she ran for the the office, she was uh, mayor, and before that I think she was like the um, attorney general or something like that within in florida i mean she's been involved in law and order stuff for a long time and she was talking about the the uh makia bryant shooting in ohio and her her says so she said so far based on the information that i have and the video that i've seen the officer responded as he was trained to do and she says you can't ask an officer to do anything more than that um and so i'm glad to see you know I, i i totally agree with with jumping on and demonizing people who've clearly done the wrong thing on, you know, and you've got it on video and they, and they're treating people in ways that they shouldn't be treated. I, um, I'm really glad to see, uh, people also coming back and saying, but wait a minute, let's not just jump on people because something bad happened. Let's look at what actually happened and then, and reserve our judgment and, and to see, you know, again, somebody who has standing to make these decisions because of her background and history saying to to the world wait a minute this guy did what he was supposed to do he was in a bad situation and uh and she says you know yeah, the limited information that i know in viewing the video it appears the officer responded as he was trained to do with the main thought of preventing a tragedy and loss of life of the person who was about to be assaulted right and you know and that's like yay yes somebody who's not lost their head and and screaming out hysterically about you know horrible things happening and instead with a calm, you know, head looking at it and saying, this is a tragedy, but it looks to me like the right thing was done. I mean, the guy didn't have much option, you know? And yes, I I, I remember some of the first initial things that I had heard was, oh my gosh, he was only there for 20 seconds. How did he make a decision? Well, he made a decision because somebody had a, a knife and was about to stab somebody. That's how come he made a decision. And it doesn't take 20 seconds to see that and make a decision. Take less than that, you know? So... Yeah. Anyhow, I
1: have to say, it is it has caused this whole thing has caused uh, newscasters um, uh, in various left leaning stations to make some of the dumbest statements I've ever heard. Like uh, you know, knife fights happen. These are teenagers, and you know, when they happen, (laughs) somebody should get in between them. And you know, and essentially, like, really, knife fights—they were that common when you were growing up. Yeah, I don't remember being in a knife fight when i was growing
0: up yeah there was one guy who basically said yeah yeah well in the black community this is a common thing and i'm like huh how is everybody not stabbed (laughs) you know yeah i I mean quite honestly if if that were true then then you you're basically giving somebody who 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 has an issue with with you know black americans saying well then there's a reason that they get arrested and shot more because they have knife fights and they don't (laughs) They don't have knife fights, you know, as a common part of growing up. It's such a stupid thing to say. Yes. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying. It's like, I remember being a teenager. I did lots of stupid things. None of them involved a knife fight. Ever. (laughs) Of any kind.
1: Of any kind. Yeah. No. Uh Uh-uh. Didn't happen.
0: Yeah. 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 Didn't happen. Really? Really? Knife fights are common, huh? Where did you grow up? <laughs> that'd be my first question. Is so like you look at him, go, like, "Where did you grow up?" Because I don't, I have no basis for any kind of like relating to that. <laughs>
1: you know? um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mm-hmm. just, I think everything is stupid, and I honestly think that, you know, given the craziness. That that more and more people will start taking the Tyler Perry approach.
0: Oh man, I and, hope so. Uh,
1: and and I'm praying that that's true. That people will have the courage to stand up and say, "No, I'm I'm not going to lose my mind over this thing." Yeah, I'm not Tyler Perry to... for
0: president, man. Yeah, you know, this is a yeah. guy who was homeless and he built a a billion dollar uh, business. And uh, uh, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna a rich guy to run the country. Let's pick one who, who actually did it the right way. <laughs> you know. And I'm not saying he's yeah. perfect either, you know, and I'm sure he would be the first to say he's made mistakes and things that he would like to do differently Nobody's or better. Perfect. Exactly. But at least he has the, the <laughs> self-awareness to be able to realize that. Um, yeah. So, if um, we're
1: expecting our, our, our leaders to be perfect. We are begging to be lied to.
0: Oh yeah. We're going to be let down. Guarantee. So, um, good news on the vaccine front, this time against malaria, one of the biggest killers around the world. A vaccine against malaria has shown record efficacy in a phase two trial. Um, Friday, Oxford University showed that rising hopes on one of the world's deadliest diseases might be able to be brought under control. The vaccine known as R21 showed up in 77% effectiveness in a trial of 700, or I mean, sorry, of 450 children um, in India over the last 12 months. So, uh, really, That's really
1: excellent news. Yeah. I wonder, do you remember when COVID first came out and um, uh, they, man, they were saying that hydroxychloroquine was provided some relief of the symptoms? Yeah. Um, and they said that because they thought that COVID was behaving like malaria, and I, in that the symptoms being weird and the, and the, you know, the way it spread or whatever. Right. And um, uh, I wonder if the COVID vaccine is related to the malaria vaccine and that the discovery of one led to breakthroughs in, in the development of a vaccine against the other.
0: Yeah. It's very possible. I don't know. They, they don't talk about that as a, um, uh, part of the the you know process in this article but it doesn't mean that it wasn't the case um, but they said that they're recruiting excuse me rec- recruiting for a phase three trial to assess large-scale safety and efficacy uh, in 4,800 children age five to 36 months uh, across African countries it is one of the largest killers of children in Africa um, and the majority, they said 435,000 people a year die of malaria, the majority of them being children. And you think about wow. that, you know, I mean, we're talking about 500,000 people in the United States having died from COVID. Can you imagine if 435,000 people died every year of something, how quickly it would have been, uh, attacked here in the United States, but because it's happening in yeah. Africa, uh, our, our news people and our big pharma companies haven't put in the effort because it's not happening here, you know, talk about, you know, not my problem syndrome. Um, That's, you know, I, I I think that uh, we need to take a step further than, than Tyler Perry said in terms of refuse to hate. Certainly we need to refuse to hate, but we also have to um, uh, be empathetic for those who are not us, have some empathy, you know, try to understand their, you know, their issues and problems in life and see if you can lend a hand. Cause when you can lend a hand, you should. And, uh, and, and so I'm, so I'm really happy to see this, uh, this going on, um, this study, uh, like I said, it's through Oxford university. So it's in the UK. Um, it's a game changer. Yeah. This R21, I mean, 400,000 deaths a year. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, if they can find something, like that, they're saying 77, almost 80% efficacy on this, um, you know, just imagine if that's your child. Um, good stuff, good stuff. So I'm so happy to hear this and hope that, it, that they find that it works well and doesn't have any, you know, unexpected side effects or anything like that that would then prevent it from being put into widespread use. So, let's hope that the phase 3 trials go well and we'll keep ourselves informed on this as as time goes by to see what happens. Cuz that's pretty cool news. Yeah.
1: Very cool news. Very, very cool
0: mm-hmm. news. So. Um,
1: yeah. Well, anything else? What's oops, what's yeah. next? I just parked
0: Barking. <laughs>
1: For those of you all who are new to the podcast, I we leave. I leave the KCAA studio and drive home during the time when we're on our doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get home quicker than others.
0: Yeah, usually the first, uh, you know, 15, 10, 15 minutes of the show, you're en route, and then you're usually greeted by a big kitty cat.
1: I am, but he is not out right now.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of cold which out means this morning. My
1: husband's. It is. my probably means my husband's still in bed. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because it's kind of cold out this morning. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's going on. So, anyway, I'm sure as soon as you open the door, you'll have three kitty cats going, Hi, Mama, feed us, please. Right? So, um, other things going on in the world. Let's see. um, India is being absolutely slammed by COVID right now. And in fact, um, the U.S. had some stockpiles of um, vaccine that they were uh, holding back just in case we got hit by another wave. And they've released some of that now to, uh, to India. They've been registering uh, 350,000 new COVID cases a day, which is just horrifying. But realize that they're the second most populous country in the world. So um, there's lots and lots and lots of people there. Um and,
1: well, and everybody lives close quarters. Right, that's yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. Yeah. If you're you know, I mean most of the people live in the cities and so yeah, they're living on top of each other. Remember how badly New York City got hit as well. I think it's just, you know, any time that you have to live on top of each other like that, you know. And the thing too is is if you live in in high rise buildings, um uh you know, they have an air handling system for the building, not one for each and every apartment. And so if somebody in the building is sick and they breathe, which most people do, um, you know, it uh, spread. it's easier to spread around. There's not much you can do about that. You know, put tape filters up on all of your air vents. I mean, good luck. You know, I'm, <laughs> it's one time I'm, I, you know, I mean, I'm, not that I've ever really seriously considered moving to a large city, but certainly a reason to be happy that you don't live in a large city in a big high rise building. I mean, there's a lot of nice things about living in cities, but uh, yeah, I'll stay in the burbs. Yeah. I'll stay in the burbs. Yeah. Yeah. India is just in bad shape right now. So hopefully they'll be able to uh, get around that. Let's see. What else is going on?
1: Well, apparently an hey, did... Alaska, Alaska um, state senator, Laura Reinhold, has been... She she was one of those who refused to wear a mask and mm-hmm. went round and round with um, Alaska Airlines, a uh, uh, staff and flight attendants, et cetera. Well, they've banned her, and and, that, and the news is re- the news is reporting that she's been banned by Alaska mm-hmm. Airlines. But she is saying, "Well, I've not been told that, and I'm gonna I plan on flying on with their airline very soon." Mm-hmm. And. The thing that strikes me about this, and, and, and there are people out there who say the mask is about compliance, not about COVID, blah blah blah. Just wear the bloody mask. Yeah, we had this conversation. It's one more case of just wear the mask. Yeah, it's 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 not a big deal. Just put the mask on. Nobody is taking away your freedom by making you put on a mask.
0: Yeah, quite honestly, frankly, I I I, <laughs> I, li- I think they should just keep masks on airplanes because I think it's a good idea. You know, I, and I don't like wearing the mask. I'm with everybody. I don't like it, but, uh, you know, and it makes no sense if you're like outdoors somewhere that they say you have to wear a mask, but you're in a giant metal tube flying a mile above the planet. Um, and yes, they're filtering the air, but they can only filter so much of the air as it comes around. It's, you know, drifting past all of us. There was, um, it was funny last night. Um, it was during the Oscars. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't somewhere. I heard that they were talking about um, wearing the mask or no it was uh, going into restaurants and and putting up the uh oh you know where it was it was on Bill Maher show it was one of his guests one of his guests and mm-hmm. she said that you know they were in a restaurant and they were allowed to sit down and take off their masks because there were these plastic you know walls between them and everybody else and and they both joked and said I felt like I was you know one of the Nazi war criminals behind the the plastic shield or something sitting in this little a glass booth and uh and she says and don't they understand air do they not know how air works you know she so the uh she asked about it and they said well that's there to protect you it's to keep their you know germs from coming over to you and she says well then can i smoke and they say well no of course not you can't smoke in the restaurant she goes, well if this thing worked then i could smoke it doesn't work. It, you know, air travels around. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't travel in a straight line and a plastic shield isn't necessarily going to stop you, um, from, from getting air to, from one person to another, uh, which I thought was a pretty funny observation, but, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, it's like, eh, um, you know, I read another study this weekend though. Also that talked about, you know, it's not so much, um, you know, indoors versus outdoors. The big difference is not necessarily, uh, you know, partitions or anything like that. It's it's the amount of airflow and air volume within the space. And if, if the indoor space can create airflow and air volume, uh, then basically everybody's just as good as being sitting, sitting outside. And there's been virtually no uh, evidence that people outside are getting, uh, are, are transmitting the disease because outside there's lots of air and lots of volume. <laughs> there's a lot of volume and a lot of movement in the air outside. And so... Um, so
1: if you had like one of those whole house fans mm-hmm. that that is that sucks the air out and got one um, and so then that then you're then you're better off if you don't if that's yeah. what i'm understanding
0: yeah and that's that's basically it yeah it's like just keep the air moving around don't let it sit because then the air from people talking and and uh and breathing normally put small droplets out into the into the world and those small droplets is apparently what carries the germs and you know, people sitting next to you might breathe some of those in. And if they get enough of them in that happen to also have virus in them, then they might catch the virus. That's how it is apparently spreading. And so uh, by keeping air moving, um, you're you're doing what you need to do. So just have good air volume moving around. So, yeah. I don't know. Get your vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Get your vaccine. Wear your mask. Perfect. Everything is it makes stupid.
1: It easier.
0: <laughs> Everything is stupid, and apparently so is Alaska State Senator Laura Reimel. So, um, <laughs> called her out by name. Yes, yes. I did. Uh, what was I? oh, um, our on the, um, on Mars, our, our little, um, uh, drone flew again. It flew this time, uh, uh, like last time it went up about 10 feet. This time it went up about 17 feet, and then it moved over about 5 feet and then moved back and then landed. So they have now moved laterally, and they sent some pictures back from, from like, you know, 3 or 4 meters high uh, of, the, of the horizon. And uh, basically what you saw was the tracks of the um, rover, that uh, the, the, the Perseverance rover that dropped the Ingenuity drone off. Um, they said the rover was just outside the range of the camera uh, in the picture, but you could see its tracks where it had driven away. And they've aimed cameras from the rover back at the drone so that they can, you know, see. So if something goes wrong, they can see what happens with the drone. And then today, in fact, it might have actually already happened this morning. Uh, they were going to do a third flight. So um, and I just find that just so amazing that they're they're flying around on a foreign, you know, on another planet. With different atmosphere than we have here, and and it's working, it's just so cool. Cool, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And I and I understand they're sending back color pictures.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, they did um, uh, send back, like I said, a color picture. I guess I didn't specifically say color, but the the picture from it uh, hovering at about seventeen feet or so uh, was a color photo of the you know the orangish color, orangish reddish color of the surface. Um, so, pretty cool. Pretty cool.
1: Very cool.
0: Yeah, go so, ingenuity.
1: Speaking of being outdoors, um apparently uh the the in northwestern, the northwestern part of California, uh they did there was uh, researchers did a study or were looking for ticks and they found them along the beach. When well, we used to think that ticks could only be found in
0: the, the woods, forest right? but Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, and apparently that's not true. Um, This adult black-legged tick um, can be found in the coastal grasses and shrubs leading to the shorelines in Northern California and yes, these are the ticks that carry Lyme disease they said they found ticks pretty much everywhere they looked
0: there's ticks everywhere of course, which honestly shouldn't surprise us you know, why wouldn't they adapt to, to being everywhere why would they only yes. live in the woods?
1: Well, and they're and they're found most uh, most commonly on gray squirrels, apparently. And gray squirrels will go anywhere. You know, they're going to go find food. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of ticks. I generally think of like the eastern half of the United States because I know that they are are right. you know, thick with ticks uh, in the woods back there. Yeah, thick with ticks. I, tick. I, I, I like that. Yes, I don't think that I didn't think that they were. They really had them on the West Coast, but I was wrong.
0: (laughs) Ah, They're not an Eastern tick and a Western tick. It's just a tick.
1: It's just a tick, I think of ticks
0: and I think of Tourette's Syndrome, but that's all right.
1: (laughs) That's a wrong kind of tick.
0: I know. I I know. I I know. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah.
1: So they say experts, to protect against them, experts recommend wearing light-colored clothing, staying on trails or sand showering and putting clothes in the dryer once you get home hmm. and checking your body multiple times up to as many as three days later.
0: Wear if a hat, a t- <laughs> keep them yes. out of your hair.
1: Exactly. If you do find a tick, save it after removing it so you can identify it and what diseases it might carry.
0: <laughs> Yay. That's what I want.
1: So you're gonna, what are you going to do, call vector control in your yeah. county or the county where you think you got the tick and yeah. say, I got a tick? I, I, how how, yeah. how? are you going to test
0: that? You're going to research it? Go on the internet because that has all the information you need to do everything anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What's that in your baggie? It's my tick. It's
1: my tick. Oh, <sighs> <laughs> that's so gross.
0: Yeah. He took some blood and I'm going to keep him till I get it back.
1: So yeah. apparently, millions of people are missing their second dose of COVID vaccine. Yeah, I so read about that. The first one, and they're not. And, and I know in this area, I've I've talked to a lot of people who, for whatever reason, um, they didn't make the the people who were giving the vaccines did not schedule the second vaccine at the time of the first. They said just call in and you can get a get an appointment. Well, That's how Riverside County
0: things. is running their their county driven uh, uh, sites. I know. I, you know, my my daughter got hers in Sacramento and while she was there getting her first part of what she did during that 15 minutes that they make you wait was make an appointment to come back and get the second. Right. Um, It just seems like common sense that you would do that rather than, well, good luck getting into the system and trying to fight your way through to get another appointment. Because I know this one went so smoothly because you only probably had to log in 57 times and pray, Um, you know, good luck.
1: Yeah, and you know, good luck finding the right vaccine. So right. if they didn't make the appointment the second, so you know, planning people, if you if you somebody goes in for a Pfizer and you make an appointment for the day that they have the Pfizer, the neck for the second one, then yeah. it's all controlled. But if you tell them just call in and make another appointment, well, you know, it's not only that you have to find the day, the the right timing, you also have to find the right vaccine because if they give yep. you the second dose is a Moderna, you've got a problem.
0: Yep. You got to get this. They got a match whatever you get the first time. You got to get the second time. I know that the um, the both of when I got my first and my second, I was at two different locations that were county run and uh, each of them was giving both. So uh, it just depends on what appointment you got as to which one you went to. And okay. they had people getting firsts and seconds at each one. Um, it looked to me, and I, this, this is just a casual observation of two places that I was at, that in Riverside it seemed like there was about a three to two uh, distribution of uh, Moderna to Pfizer. There seemed to be more people giving and getting Moderna in Riverside than Pfizer. Um, but you know, like I said, if the ratio—I'm guessing at the ratio just based on the number of tables and stuff they had set up in these facilities. So. And one of the them vaccines was at a local not
1: interchangeable
0: no but they're not exactly so you got to make sure you know which one you got so that when you make your appointment you get one get lined up for the same one and some places they're set up where like one site only has one or as you said like on certain days they have one and on other days they have another um, you know in my particular instance they were both large sites and they were doing both and so you just had to make sure that you got the correct one each time now when I got my little um, card signed the first time, they put on there like the batch number of the vaccine that I got. And then when I went to get my second shot, I kind of pulled a an oops and forgot to bring my card. And they were able to look me up, you know, online from the county since I'd gone to the county the first time and say, oh yeah, here it is. We'll just give you a new card. And so they filled out the card put and, and and they put information on for, for my first one. And then I got information put on for my second one. They did not put on the batch number the second time uh, or the, on the new card. They didn't put the batch number from the first time. So I still have the batch number from the first card that I had forgotten to bring with me. Um, but the second one doesn't have a batch number on it, which I was wondering if that means like, you know, if somebody were to look at that, if I were to say, yeah, see, I'm vaccinated. They go, well, it doesn't have the batch number. That's not valid. It's like, well, not my fault. You know, <laughs> they didn't write it on there. Plus, if there turns oh. out there's a problem with a specific batch. I have no idea what batch I got the second time because they didn't write it on my card.
1: Well, presumably they have all of that information and they would have to contact you. But One I don't know hope. how rel- reliable they would be.
0: Yeah. I don't know that the batch number was... I mean, you would think it would be in the database. Not that I just got it, but which batch number I got. But I think it has to be. it was such a large... I mean, I don't know how big a batch is. The it, I was at a really large place. I mean, there were hundreds of people in both of these places... It's hard to say, um, you know, whether or not we all even got the same batch while we were there. You know, I don't know. You know, just because I was there at a certain time on a certain day doesn't mean that I necessarily got the same batch as people sitting around me because I don't know how big a batch is. You know what I, I, I mean? think
1: they have to, because if there's a if there's a if there's a side effect or if there's a problem, because this is all still in this study. Right. They shouldn't they have to know what you got right that has to be records of that
0: one I would hope imagine. one would hope
1: i mean cuz are are you doing the v safe checks
0: uh
1: uh-uh. uh oh see i am so um as soon as i i did my first um vaccine i got a text message that i was um to register with v safe which is part which is a program in the cdc and mm-hmm. i have to register like i they text me and then i every day for the first week after the vaccine, it's every day, and then it goes every couple of days or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, all the side effects.
0: Nobody asked me.
1: So, and that's how. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, and I suspect that they probably do samples. They don't need everybody to do that, so that you know they just get random samples of people, and from that, try to determine what's going on. They do say that if you have, you know. They give you a list of like a little handout or something that says, you know, if you have any of these symptoms, go see your doctor. And I'm sure it would all get reported then if I had something that was more severe. You know, oh. I don't know.
1: Well, I have a cute story. Yeah. If not a frustrating one, but a cute oh,
0: one. Before you start that, though, can I, got- I follow up sure. on one of our previous things? The third flight of ingenuity has taken place. They did fly this morning and it took off and flew to a height of 16 feet and then flew 164 feet, about half the length of a football field. And then turned and then turned and flew right back and landed back where it started. So every flight so far, they've landed back where they started, but uh, yeah, 164 feet. That's a pretty good long flight. Uh, And so they, each flight they're trying to add to distance and complexity of what they're asking it to do. Um, And it's the first time they've seen an algorithm for the camera running over a long distance. And so um, we should start seeing some pictures later today from that flight. So, yeah, cool. Anyway.
1: That is very cool. So about 900 customers in Tumblr Ridge, British Columbia, lost their Internet, cell phone, and cable TV service for nearly 12 hours over the weekend. Well, they
0: live in Tumblr Ridge. Things tumble away off the ridge.
1: (laughs) Well, I just think that they, the telecom company there um, uh, called it a uniquely Canadian turn of events. Um, <laughs> the cause of the, of the outage? Beavers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the beavers, eh?
1: Yeah, so some of the critters chewed through the crucial fiber cables, taking the internet down at about 4 a.m. on Saturday. And uh, the, to get to the cables, the, the, the beavers had to dig three feet underground and chew through the 4.5-inch conduit protecting the cables. But they got some serious teeth. They could th- chew through trees. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, apparently um, they, the, the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, has pictures showing the beavers apparently using materials from the telecom company to build a dam.
0: <laughs> hey. It's out here. It's theirs, right? They figure if it's just laying around, nobody—obviously, nobody was using it. Nobody wanted it. We'll take it. It's just laying here. So,
1: I'm thinking <laughs> in Beaver Country that perhaps they should run those cables above ground.
0: Yeah, except the beavers are probably yeah. You have to use metal poles or something, right? Because they'll take the poles down too. Yes. You know, I mean, you think about it. Beavers are rodents. Rodents can be very destructive in terms of like our stuff, but but they're using it very industriously. <laughs> go beavers dams. that's awesome that's awesome as long as they're not like biting into power wires that could you know damage the beavers but uh, you know okay so people were without uh, internet and cable TV for a few days that's funny
1: I mean it would have been annoying I mean really annoying I know that I would be annoyed Yeah. if that were me but you know in that situation but you know that's why you have DVD players and you know people still have DVDs mm-hmm. you know I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. No, it's um It's you know, there's there's ways to entertain yourself. Pick up a book. And there uh you go. leave the beavers alone. Uh, but yeah, uh, play a board game. Yeah, you know, and and I mean if it was forever then I think people would go like, Wait a minute, you could we can no longer get c- table cable TV and internet here.
1: Right, but it wasn't you it know, was but
0: it wasn't. Hours. It was twelve hours, it was less than a day. It's like just you know, take a deep breath, everybody it'll be okay. You know, your kid yeah. who's taking online can classes that. can have a day off. It's like a snow day, we'll just call it a beaver day. It's a beaver day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I That's... got another
1: great story. So apparently there was a, a, a fight in the in Nebraska Park on Saturday over the name Josh. And <laughs> guess what they used <laughs> to fight with? Yeah. Pool noodles. Yeah. They were fighting with pool noodles. So it all started a year ago uh, when pandemic boredom set in. And Josh Swain, who was a 22-year-old college student from Tucson, messaged messaged others who shared his name on social media and challenged them to a duel. We fight. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I shall be Josh.
1: So um, ESPN reports that he wasn't serious about fighting, but the messages went viral. And a year later, hashtag Josh Fight became a reality. Hundreds showed up at Air Park in Lincoln. Um, uh, random coordinates were picked, which, which is how they ended up in Lincoln, Nebraska. And to, and to, to do this silly thing, Festivity started with a grueling and righteous battle of rock, paper, scissors between Josh Swain from Arizona and another Josh Swain from Omaha. Um, <laughs> and the, apparently the Arizona student won. And that allowed him to claim the title Of the true Josh Swain The pool noodle competition that followed Was open to anyone with the first name of Josh The victor of that competition was a four year old Who was coronated with a Burger King crown <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic I love it
0: Yeah this is a story that comes from people Being cooped up for a long time <laughs> Yes, yes. It's Like it's alright so we're going to exciting. battle I shall wear Those the crown Oh Josh
1: Exactly. Those who came donated at least 200 pounds of food to the food bank in Lincoln and eight grand to Children's Hospital and Medical Center Foundation in Omaha.
0: Even better. They turned it into (laughs) to a fundraising event. That's cool.
1: It's absolutely fantastic. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, some people in near the New Hampshire, uh, Massachusetts border thought they had an earthquake on Tuesday night last week. It turns out that it was a giant gender reveal party. Uh, apparently nobody was hurt, but at a quarry near Kingston in New Hampshire, uh, they said it shook homes 20 miles away that they used 80 oh pounds God. of 80 pounds of tannerite, Which I don't know what Tanner, I mean, it's an explosive, but they detonated it at the quarry along with a bunch of blue chalk. My woman says it was a God awful blast. <laughs> it knocked pictures off our walls. Uh, um, her husband said that the neighbor's home's foundation cracked. They live 20 miles north of the quarry. Can you imagine 20 miles away? It's like how did they not kill somebody doing this? Let's see. Apparently, it was legally they legally acquired the explosive and they had permission to use the quarry, although charges could still be filed if property damage is confirmed.
1: Oh my god. What is wrong with people? Just Bake a cake or do it the way we did.
0: We called our friends and went, Hey. Neighbors thought that a, girl. neighbors thought there was an earthquake or a major accident. There was a boom followed by a long, deep rumble. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, I think it was like, um, let's see. What did we do when, when we found out we were expecting um, at a family dinner I think we went, Hey, we have some news.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. nobody died. Yeah.
1: nobody's house nobody's foundation was cracked no nobody caught on fire
0: although i think one of my siblings had about exploded but other than that it was
1: oh well yeah that's <laughs> true and then, then the race was on
0: yeah yes but uh <laughs> yeah yes there were there were many cousins within within just a few months of each other which is actually pretty cool uh because they're all about the same age and and our kids got to grow up together and uh, you know, and our cousins on the other coast are of roughly the same age as well. So it's just kind of nice that that, that generation of kids is aware of each other and have relationships. So,
1: yeah, so. it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. And we didn't blow off anybody's toes or anything. So there you go.
1: No, you know, what is it with everybody? You know, we have developed into such a narcissistic culture.
0: Yeah. That we've got to turn it to into an like event. This- Everything's got to yes, be an event.
1: Like, are you kidding? The baby's the event, not the gender reveal. The yeah. baby. You have a baby. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't understand why everything has to be such a big flipping deal. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we say that in Southern California, you think about that horrible fire that was started last year because of some idiot's gender reveal.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, it just drives me nuts.
1: Wow. It really so, does.
0: So three Michigan State University scientists have been uh, part of an experiment that's been going on since 1879. Oh, and uh, wow. Been, and they said it'll probably go on through the end of this century as well. Um, the, it started What's in the study? late 19th century. Uh, botanist William Beale said how long do these seeds, seeds stay viable underground? And uh and so uh to get the answer he buried twenty glass bottles that contained sand and fifty seeds from twenty one different weed species. And uh and every twenty years they dig up a bottle and, and see. Oh wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So over the years intervals which the bottles unearth extended every every ten, then every twenty years. Um the New York Times reports that only one uh, seed is reliably germinating. The uh, verbascum blattaria, about half the seeds in the bottle dug up in 2000, sprouted. This year they hoped they looped three younger colleagues in on the secret, and so they'll be able to continue the experiment. Uh, it's interesting because they opened the bottle, and they say the last person to touch these seeds inside was Dr. Beale, or Professor Beal, 140 years ago at this point. And so far, they are still got seeds that are viable. They plant them in the ground, and they get weeds. Yay! <laughs> they said that likely <laughs> there's four bottles remaining to be buried, which are, are still buried, and they says that the experiment will probably uh, be complete in uh, in the year 2100.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So they opened a bottle this year, so the next one will be 2040. Then 2060, uh, 2080, and 2100, if they do them every 20 years. Yeah. Wow. But apparently the the professor says that he returned to a location known only to him every five years. And then he started, uh, uh, he then handed the experiment off to a colleague in 1910, and then they extended the intervals because clearly things were still being viable. And so they're just going to keep going. And so this year he decided to get a couple younger colleagues in on the, on the thing and show them the location. Here's where it is. Here's where you come, you know, to find the bottles. It's kind of cool. You know, how many experiments last 200 years? You know, well, 1879 to 2100. So uh, a little over 200 years.
1: Well, maybe by the, well, wow, that's, we're not going to make it to 2100, but, uh, you know. Yeah, odds are against
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) Odds are against us.
1: With that, we are at the end of our podcast for today.
0: We are. So thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you spending time with us each morning or whenever you listen to the podcast. We hope that you will uh, give us high ratings and, and hit the like button and subscribe and tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. And we will see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful evening or day. I guess it's still day, right? It's only morning. It's, it's morning, morning here. Yeah. Have a wonderful time period between when you listen to this and when we listen to it again. How's that? <laughs> I'm Todd Brinker. I'm,
1: I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everyone.